Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm excited to have special guest Thomas Walker from Meta. If you guys haven't heard of Meta, you got to go over to drinkmeta.com and check them out. They are a really interesting company, and I actually just became an ambassador for them. So I really, truly believe in what they're doing, and I think their product is awesome. Okay, it's full of adaptogenic herbs. Now, I'm not going to get into it too much with you right now because I get to talk to Thomas here in a second. So, I'm going to let him answer all these fun questions for you on what adaptogenic herbs and meta are. So, this podcast is going to be brought to you by Meta. So, if you'd like to go and try Meta, you can go to drinkmeta.com and use the code All Around Joe at checkout to get yourself 10% off. That's drinkmeta.com and code All Around Joe to get yourself 10% off. I'm going to be drinking it almost every single day, so I recommend that you do check it out. The adaptogenic herbs are just really, really cool stuff. So let's get into the podcast now and hear from Thomas on what adaptogenic herbs are, what meta is, and why you should try it yourself. All right, here we go. All right, Thomas, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am great. Thanks so much for being on the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk with you. I've been excited about it for a while. Um, ever since I started exploring this meta universe, it's <laughs> fantastic. And I've, I've had some, you know, fun experience with, with adaptogenic herbs in the past. So it was oh, like, nice. it was really cool for me, but I don't want to give away too much information right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm really interested in getting to know people like yourselves from not only the sports side but like the entrepreneurial side the background how did you get to where you are how did you come to you know creating this beverage company so if you could give me your background and what got you to where you are today I'd love to hear that yeah um it's kind of a a a hodgepodge of things that brought me to where I am um I did not take a straight path for for sure I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be a beverage mogul that wasn't the dream um (laughs) I grew up in a small town in Alberta, Canada, um, and it was kind of a rural focus area, but I always wanted to do something, and I ended up going to university in Vancouver, Canada, and then went to law school, and it was right before law school that I started doing CrossFit and kind of got into that world of, you know, it was one of those things where I like started getting into fitness and then I saw CrossFitters and I was like, these guys look like they're like really fit, and and that was... And then I started law school and, and ironically, like two people in my class, one was Alex Parker, a games athlete, and the other was Mitch Barnard, like basically games level athlete. So it was just like the most random coincidence that those two were in the same class of, of law school. And then I, so I started training with those guys and it was, that was like, you thought CrossFitters were fit and then you meet like games athlete, regional athletes. And you're like, this is just a whole nother world. Um, so I started training with them and, um, it was actually when I was training with Mitch that that's kind of where the seed for meta got planted was he was in law school and, and working out, you know, crazy. Like he was, his volume at the time was insane. That was the year, that was the year that he came like 15th in the world in the open. So he was, yeah, he was in incredible shape, but his volume was just out of control. And as well, law school is incredibly demanding and he's he's a very intelligent guy so he was just you know burning the candle at every end possible and he got just totally burnt out 
and was was you know doing like eight cups of coffee a day and it was just like flat line nothing no effect and he started working with a, a high performance nutritionist um and and that and that was actually mike castelli out of nova three labs i don't know if you know them but he had um mitch switch off of sup off of sip stimulants no caffeine no coffee and start taking adaptogenic herbs um, in, in tea form <clears throat> to help kind of balance and recover them. And it was, I remember Mitch and I would go on these like excursions to find this tea. And it was like, we had to go to this weird grocery store in the middle of like the frozen tundra and it was on a back shelf. And it was like, you had to brew it, you know, this special way. It was just, <laughs> it was like, it was almost like you're Harry Potter, you know, mixing something <laughs> in a cauldron. That was how it felt. Um, and so that was when the first time I'd ever been exposed to adaptogens and that kind of just planted the seed. And then I graduated law school, Mitch and I both went to work for a very large corporate firm in, in Canada. And, uh, and one of my best friends in Vancouver was, a, an accountant and he was also working for a big corporate accounting firm. And, and we just decided that there was probably something we could do that was more interesting with our lives. <laughs> we, we had no idea and we were just, you know, we weren't entrepreneurs. I hadn't done anything entrepreneurial before, but um, he suggested we start a drink company. And I said, oh, you know what? I actually, I know this tea that's, that's amazing, but it's just kind of, it's hard to find. It's hard to drink. It tastes awful. It's weird. If that was something that was available, because for myself, I've always been caffeine sensitive. I've always hated stimulants. I've always hated um, kind of that whole world. And, uh, so I've always wanted something that was like, cause it's usually either, you know, you have, you have a caffeinated energy drink or you have herbal tea. There's nothing really like in between for yeah. most people. Um, and so I thought it was a real kind of thing that I would love to see on the market. And if I liked it, then it had to be at least one other person. So that was kind of, then we just ran with it. And a few years later, here we are. Um, so that's kind of my background, no real entrepreneurial or, or biz or beverage background. It was just corporate law and, um, and then dove right into it. Okay, cool. So yeah. how long has Meta been around? So the, the company was the idea basically happened in October, 2015. Okay. Um, and that was when we started kind of research and, and development. And we, at the like this is one of the things I mean, learning as an entrepreneur, but we we were very, very thorough when we started Meta. And this is I think it's just because of uh like our corporate background. Like lawyers are known for being very detail oriented and, and accountants the same thing. You know what I mean? We just and so when we were creating Meta, we were like incredibly thorough. We spent so long. We went through about seventy-five different variations of the formula and 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 just so long trying to get the flavor right because we wanted it to be um perfect and we wanted it to be something that we were really proud of because we and and at the time that was like the only thing that we cared about in life so um it was it was like our baby you know what i mean it's, it was our child and it still is but uh we we went so that took us from basically october 2015 to um uh february of 2018 is when the first run was done so it was it was a lot of long time of um development and, and getting things right. And then the, the first production was done February of this year. So it's at, on the market. It's fairly new to, to the world, but it, to us, it's kind of been growing for a while. 
Yeah, very cool. And so, so people understand what we're talking about. What is Meta and how would you explain it to people? Sure. Um, Meta's, uh, we, we, our, our elevator pitch is that Meta is an all natural alternative to a traditional energy drink. So it's caffeine free and refined sugar free. It uses traditional Chinese herbs and to elevate your mental and physical performance. So it's basically the easiest concept that people can think about it is, is that we put it in that kind of that energy drink, like uh, formula style, but it's totally the antithesis to what an energy drink is because we have no stimulants, no refined sugar. There's none of that horrible, horrible stuff that you would see in an energy drink. Um, but we wanted the concept of an energy drink, which we think is, is, is genuine in people is that, you know, you're tired, you're overstressed, you're overworked. You need something to pick you up to kind of elevate your energy because life is demanding. And we've never been more under recovered and overstressed at, at any point, I think. So, um, I think that that's a really genuine need of people. And, and I think energy drinks fill a, a real hole in the market right now. And so we tried to find a way to, to fill that need, but do it in a much more compassionate way that cared kind of for your body and for the environment. So tried to use everything. Um, everything is natural and meta. We didn't use any preservatives. It was all meant to be something that, you know, I would, I could give to my mom and have her drink it and I wouldn't feel guilty about it or feel any kind of, I felt that I could recommend it to anyone that I cared about, including myself and, and feel happy about it. So it uses these adaptogenic herbs to kind of give you that similar elevation that you would get from a stimulant, but um, it has none of the side effects and works in a totally different way. Very cool. And I think it's awesome. The, the time that you guys have put into this and the concoction that you've come up with, why though, do you think that so many other companies are taking these shortcuts? I mean, this wasn't on my list of questions, but I think that it's just interesting because you probably have some sort of incredible amount of knowledge on the beverage industry. So mm-hmm. I've always wondered that. And it was really refreshing to see the product for the first time. But why do you think that is that they don't? They don't do that? Um, I mean, I think the the short answer is that caffeine and sugar work. Um, and, and that's and, and the reality is, is that as much as like, we are super passionate about health and wellness and, and getting rid of caffeine and sugar. And I think that there's a huge percentage of the population that also agrees with that there are still like a vast majority of people that are totally fine slamming down sugar and caffeine. And, and, and so I think there's still always going to be a need for those kind of things or hopefully less and less though. Um, and the other side of it is that I think it's, it's a very hard concept to get away from because people, consumers don't understand. Because when I say to someone, hey, we got a, an adaptogenic herb drink, 99% of people are going to give me a blank stare. Yeah. And, and you have to, and, and it's, a, it's ironic because these are herbs that are so, have such a storied use in, in traditional medicines in both Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. And have been like in, in Eastern cultures have been used for thousands, thousands of years as kind of a staple for anti-stress elevation of energy. Um, but in, in Western cultures, they're just, they're just witch brew, snake oil. And, and so people, um, and, and I think, and also to be fair to the consumers, there is a lot of that snake oil that's been in this world. And so you're, you're trimming this, towing this line between the one side, which is caffeine and sugar. It works 100%. People know it. And then the other side, which is, you know, the herbal supplement world where they, people have been misled and, and mismarketed to. 
And so there's distrust. And so people just say, okay, I'm just going to go with what I know, which is caffeine and sugar. Um, but that being said, I think we are on the, uh, the crest of a very large wave. I mean, 2018 is the year of adaptogens by Whole Foods. And um, there's a number of amazing products now that are hitting the market that are echoing kind of what we came to ironically totally on our own like we i didn't know about any of these other products when we started this company but um there's amazing brands that are doing similar things to us um you know whether it's in packaged form or in like smoothie form and and um but bringing these herbs because there's just really no doubt about the effectiveness of these herbs and, and their and their capabilities so um I, I think we're an innovator but there's definitely a huge wave coming behind us yeah. And just so that people understand it, what are Chinese or adaptogenic herbs? Okay. <laughs> so the the easiest way to think about adaptogens is that they are herbs that allow your body to adapt. And so that that is a very broad definition and it's meant to be because adaptogens can kind of... Uh, there's a spectrum of them and there's some that will help. Most of all, they usually help you adapt to stress. Um, and that's what they're traditionally taken for is for, um, fighting stress. And, but stress can mean so many things. We stress can mean your immune system, like your exposure to, to sickness, uh, stress can be exercise, stress can be lack of sleep, stress can be dietary. So there's all these kind of different stressors. And then in addition, there's all these different adaptogens that can help you with each of those and they help you in different ways. Um, some adaptogens will help you sleep better. Some adaptogens will help you. Um, wake up better. Some adaptogens will help your immune system. So, um, and and they're all very um, different, and they all kind of have uh, different effects based on people. So, it's not as clean cut as as you know when I say caffeine, and I go, your heart rate goes up, and it's, it's very user dependent and and herb dependent. But the ones that we used in Meta are the ones that are known as the most energetic of adaptogens. So they're geared towards elevating your energy mentally and physically and that's and that's where they've been seen a lot of research and use is in the world of nootropics and, and and physical performance for um and that's why we chose them okay very interesting and so with these different things why are these particular adaptogens stimulating you but not raising your heart rate and because here's the the interesting thing is i've been taking it for you know, a month or so now. And I should say drinking meta for a month or so now. And it feels like it's similar to caffeine, but it's not. So why is <laughs> what's going on there? Yeah, no, it's I mean, that's, that was something we wanted for sure. When we created this was was that we wanted you to have that that lift that initial kind of because adaptogens traditionally have been used on a much more subtle kind of over six weeks, take a little bit a day and you'll slowly start to notice your energy levels improving. And, and meta does that as well. There's what we like call it like an underlying correction of stress that occurs kind of with continued use, but we wanted there to be that immediate kind of lift. And, and that mostly is from the rhodiola and the rhodiola is kind of the, the star, our rock star ingredient. Um, and, and what it's doing is it's basically reducing your overall stress level so that you feel more energetic. So a uh, caffeine is a stressor. It, it's, it's picking everything up and kind of carrying you with it. But that means elevated heart rate, elevated body temperature, um, diuretic, all these kind of things that we traditionally associate with caffeine. 
Whereas uh, a rhodiola is basically kind of reducing the stress on your system, which in turn makes you feel more energetic. So it's, it's as if someone, you know, set, you had a big project on your, on your deadline and someone said, Hey, it's taken care of. You got the rest of the day to yourself. And you're like, Oh, I feel great. I'm energized. <laughs> and that that's, it just pulled a huge kind of stressor off of your system. And that just, and it's, and it happens very kind of um, acutely. So it, it's right away that you start to feel that, increase energy levels so that's rhodiola is great for that and that's it's it's the most common um for that short-term caffeine substitution okay and i would love to go through the other herbs that you have in there if you don't mind sure. if you under if you can explain what each of them are I yeah love that yeah so rhodiola like i just said that's the that's the our rock star ingredient and the most energetic of them the next kind of most energetic would be the Panax ginseng. And there's different forms of ginseng. Um, people, there's like Siberian, Panax, um, Korean, um, and, and there's even some other ones that are, have different names. But ginseng, um, it's, it's very similar. It's much more subtle, but Panax is, is probably the most energetic. of um, And in traditional Chinese medicine, it's, it's like something that will increase your fire energy it's it's what kind of lights you up um but it's no i would say it's it's like a, definitely a step down from rhodiola um shizandra berries in there that's less of an energetic one and it's more of a it helps a lot with stress in the form of your body so it's been studied a lot for disease prevention uh, not why we put it in there but it's just because it's great at helping your body kind of deal with physical stress so there's a lot of also research around it being used for um, athletic performance because it it kind of really works well on the physical body of dealing with those stressors and and kind of in a long term so that's much more of like a long-term performance one that we put in there and and then astragalus is the last one and that's mostly uh, again a physical long-term one it's it's commonly used for immune boosting function so that it it as well has some energetic properties but those like shizandra and astragalus those are more put in there for that underlying long-term thing that we talked about so kind of nourishing your adrenals and helping you to recover better over a longer period of time. Um, and that's the one that people like Shizandra definitely and Astragalus as well, that people, you're not going to feel like you, we can take those out and you wouldn't feel it day one, but if you're using it for over that like two to six week period, those are the ones that you start to kind of notice you feeling better when you wake up or, or recovering a little bit better from workouts, that kind of thing. Okay. That's really cool. And uh, I don't know about, or if you knew this, but I had adrenal fatigue where my body completely shut down producing cortisol a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. how I got into looking into this adaptogenic herb thing. Awesome. So it's very interesting to me how this all works. And you mm -hmm. said that it takes, you said about four to six weeks before that starts to kick in. Is that what you yeah, said? It, yeah, it's, 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 it starts, I would say four to six weeks is when you start to notice it. It okay. starts working the day you take it. It's sure. just, it's one, it's one of those, because, you know, if you've done with, dealt with adrenal fatigue before, it's, it's a very slow kind of nourishment process. And that correction takes a little bit longer as it first is kind of like, okay, let's just calm things down. And then it starts to like heal and nourish you. So um, that four to six weeks is when you will start to like really notice more so the effects of those um, those herbs. Okay. And have you had any athletes or yourself that has had that kind of symptom where they're overtraining and they've taken it longer and longer and they keep getting results or how does that look as far as longer term? 
Yeah, I mean, the the beauty of this is that it's still, we're still fresh to the market and we're still getting kind of these use case scenarios of people reaching out to us and saying like, oh, this is how I've been using it and it's been great. Um, a lot of what we see with Meta is this kind of substitution in where people were drinking, were in this tired and wired cycle of undersleeping and over caffeinating. And Meta just kind of helps them to break that because like I said, there's this real need for you wake up early and you got to go to work and like, you don't want to fall asleep driving there or whatever it is of this need for kind of that um, pick me up or athletes that train really early or a lot of what we see is athletes who train late and you don't want to, if you're like I, so many people I see drinking coffees at 7 PM and I'm like, you have no idea. You, there's no way that you are going to get, even if you fall asleep at 10 PM after, after drinking coffee at seven, it, the mel your melatonin production and, and absorption is still affected in your body by that caffeine. So even if you're asleep, your eyes are shut, you're not getting into those deep restful um, layers of RAM, you're not producing the growth hormone. And so you, that's how you just kind of end up burning yourself out. And what we've seen with Meta is it's just people are, I find that people are able to break those cycles now. And that's what we get reached out to a lot with is I finally was able to stop drinking caffeine at night before my workout and I've been feeling so much better and I've been sleeping better. Um, even my dad actually recently just said to me, I, I, he was working in the evening a lot and he just said, I've started to drink meta in my evening workouts and I've been sleeping so amazingly. And it's one of those things um, that it's, it's funny because we, every, like when we created this, we had our own idea of how people would use it, but it's really taken on a life of its own about how people are kind of interacting with the brand and using the product. Um, but we love it all. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, uh, that our athletes as well have really kind of come back and said that after using it as a training supplement, that's, it's hard to go back to just like a caffeinated, whatever they were doing before, because it, there's a little bit more of what you get out of an adaptogen and it's hard to describe it until I'm you know what I'm talking about but when yeah. people that have used it and experienced it, it it's there's definitely something a different texture to the experience than you get from a stimulant yeah absolutely and I wanted to dig in a little bit more to the sleep aspect of it and how <laughs> it's still un, un I still don't get it like you know I can have this at 7 p.m go train really hard and I'm able to sleep great so what is, I guess, what is caffeine doing a little bit more um, or what is the adaptogenic herbs doing differently that is not allowing you to stay feeling like you're up and ready to go? Even, you know what I'm saying? Like if you totally. feel like you're totally up and ready to go, you can crush a workout or work or whatever you're going to be using the drink for and mm -hmm. then you can sleep. I just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, this is, I mean, it's a great question. and and. Part of it is that what like first with caffeine is that there's there's kind of two effects that go on with caffeine and one of it's the the stimulant exitory kind of effect that you get out of caffeine and that will last whatever two to four hours after you take caffeine but caffeine has actually an eight hour half-life so it's affecting you for eight hours plus minimum after you take it and it it sits in the same receptors in your body that melatonin sits in which is what helps you sleep and get tired and get quality sleep. So as long as that caffeine is kind of filling those receptors, the melatonin can't. So that's where even if your caffeine high has worn off, 
you're still affecting that sleep quality for a lot longer afterwards. And that's where people get confused about it. They say, oh, well, it's not affecting me anymore. I was like, even if mentally you're not feeling the energy from the caffeine, it's still has having an effect on your physiology. Um, whereas with, with Meta, it's, it's like I said before, it's working on a totally different kind of energy system within your body. We actually, we wrote a, a really in-depth blog about all this. I'll get you the link because it goes much more. I'm not a, I'm not a naturopath or a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. So I, I sometimes will butcher this, but the, the mechanism by which it works, which is a lot more um, sciencey is, is on there and they go really in depth into it. But part of that is that when you're um, in a well-rested and de-stressed state, it's fairly easy for humans to switch between um, that excited and that sleep, that, that kind of the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Um, if you're well-rested and you have functioning adrenals and you're, and you're like in tip-top shape, you can spike your heart rate and then get it down really low. That's one of the ways that they test how recovered you are, how, te- how, how um, ready you are. And, and, and like meta and, and adaptogens help kind of nourish that functioning of your body so that you can go from working out high energy to low energy sleeping like that. And, and the, as that gets harder for you to do, that means you're probably more overtrained, under recovered. And that's where people, they finish a workout and their heart rate stays elevated and they stay, even if they're now they're sitting on the couch at home and they got home from their workout and their heart rate's still through the roof. That means your adrenals probably aren't functioning as well. You're not, you're, you're under recovering. And that's where meta helps kind of nourish those things. So you're able to switch more quickly between that high energy sympathetic and then switching down to that recover rest recover digest parasympathetic yeah i wish that i had this like four years ago because (laughs) i remember i remember training for regionals and going home and having um dinner and i would be shaking at the dinner Mm -hmm. table and Mm -hmm. i'm like Mm -hmm. i know there's something not right here but (laughs) performing at a high level so i'll deal with it later and it was not a good not a good choice but (laughs) <laughs> I wish I would have no. had something like this. Now. You know, it's funny because in addition to meta, there's, this is just, you know, we're, we're not an end all be all solution for this problem, but it's definitely a tool. But I, I always, for my own training and, and I talk with people about this a lot is trying to learn to switch off after training, which is something that obviously, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and some of the best athletes in the world are doing this now. And it's kind of like, do it, do a breathing exercise after you finish your workout, elevate your feet, elevate your hips, get blood back into your heart, into your organs and, and breathe for a minute and take a second and get back into that parasympathetic system because the faster after your workout that you can get into recovery state, the better you're going to do. And that's, and that's, even if you're training later in the day, you still want to do that. You want to get into it and out of it as fast as you can. Um, and, and that's something that for myself, it, cause I dealt with the same thing I dealt with. I remember getting my cortisol panel and I was just flat. Like there was just nothing happening. And so I had to learn all these same lessons and, and it ruined my digestion because if you're in your sympathetic system, your, your body's not, doesn't want to eat food. You don't want anything. It's like people get nauseous after a workout and it's like, well, you're still in like your body doesn't want to digest when it thinks it's going to war. So you gotta, you've got to pull it back, hit the e-brake, and then you can start to worry about these things. And so Meta is just like one of those tools that can help make that transition. But there's so many other awesome resources that people should be looking into, especially if they're struggling with any of those kind of symptoms that you mentioned. 
Yeah. And I think that it's probably a lot of people listening are struggling with those symptoms. Any of these CrossFitters, like if you're doing any kind of advanced CrossFit program, you're probably dealing with this, even if you think you are, or you think you aren't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's a lot more common than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting back over to the adaptogenic herbs, it seems like they, based off my research and based off some of the stuff you said, it seems like they're kind of hard to find. How did you yeah. break through that barrier and find them and then actually make them available to you to develop all of this product? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy and it's getting harder. In fact, honestly, um, the herbs themselves, a lot of them are going uh, extinct because they're being like traditionally rhodiola, for example, has been wild harvested out of because it's actually a weed. Um, and it grows like on the tops of mountains in, in northern China and Siberia and Russia. And it's become so popular that the wild harvesting has kind of destroyed it. And so um, the prices of it are going through the roof and, and it's, it's becoming harder and harder to find. And this is true of a lot of these kind of herbs because, like I said, now they're kind of hitting the mainstream. Um, there's, I mean, they're still far out, but they're starting to kind of get in there and and that they've never been really cultivated before. So they have been traditionally always hard to find. You really only could get them through specialized providers. Um, so this is something we're dealing with uh, and we're trying to figure out our own way because recently they've started to actually wild or cultivate some of these in, in Canada and in Alaska at, in the kind of Northern climates that can simulate that higher elevation of the mountains in China and Russia. So we're looking into trying to secure it long term because it is it's been put on the endangered species list in in Russia and in China. So it's one of those things that's a real the the rarity of these things is not a hype thing. It's actually very hard to find. And when we were first um, formulating Meta, it was it was a hunt. You know, you basically have to contact Chinese companies um, and beg them to send it to you. And, and even when we were formulating it, we had companies say like, you guys shouldn't use these herbs. They're, they're going out. Like you should try to do something else. And we're like, no, this is, this is what we need to do. This is the right thing. Um, so yeah, it's an ongoing battle. They are actually very hard to find in there and they're going to become harder to find. Wow. So like, do you know, is there a certain elevation and humidity or like, what does that look like? Yeah, so it's basically like the higher the elevation, the better, and okay. the less moisture, the better, okay. um, because they like arid, sandy kind of environments that are very high up. Because the the weeds, that these plants, they're actually quite beautiful. They flower, rhodiola I'm referring to specifically, nice little yellow flowers, um, but they they became so powerful because they were adapting to incredible stress on them. And that's kind of how they grew in this environment that very few other plants could grow in, which is like tops of mountains with sand, sand and no water. So most it's, you know, one of the worst environments for a plant. Most plants love lots of sun, warmth, low elevation and, and, uh, and nice dirt with lots of nutrients in it. This is the exact opposite. So that's what makes them such amazing herbs for us to take is that they've adapted to kind of these horrible climates. But then that's what makes them so hard to, to farm because not many farmers lives on the top of mountains. And, 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 and so, but thankfully Alaska and Northern Canada 
have that same environment of these near the Rockies, the mountain ranges and kind of the soil and fitness, which is it's horrible farming land for anything else, but it's great for this one thing. Super interesting. So does that mean that the, like the long-term play is to buy a mountaintop and then harvest it yourself or is that even? Yeah, that, that is the long-term play actually. And that's, that's kind of what we're banking on and, Hope, I mean, no one's right now. It's still it's and the other issue with this is that rhodiola takes five years from when you plant it to have a root that you can use. So it's not like you can go out and grow this in your yard and use it in the in the next season. It's it's a five year play because they have to develop these huge root systems, and it's the roots that that contain the the medicinal properties. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is it actually growing in, in Canada and Alaska or would it need to be transplanted, planted into that area? No, they've, they've, so because this has been such a, um, interesting industry is that I don't even know exactly how it got brought over, but probably within the last five to 10 years, people started to say, Hey, what are other crops that we could grow? Because Alaska and Northern Alberta and Northern Canada, um, have, have struggled to find, you know, crops that can handle the climate because um it's obviously a very short growing season and it's a very cold throughout the year so they've always been looking for more ways that they can make use of all this land that they have so i'm not sure exactly how they got brought over but um there's these groups that have brought it over and are trying to encourage local farmers to use it but um and to grow it to try to cultivate it because they don't know how it's going to function totally differently here than it did over there because just like that's how plants work is that what works in one place does not work in another and so they've been they've been kind of tinkering with it and trying to get people to get around it but it's hard for again this is a part of the issue that i talked about earlier is that people just don't understand it so when you come to someone you say i want to grow this herb and they've never heard of it they don't know anyone who's grown it and they don't know any there's no there's no tools for it there's no machines for it there's no pesticides for it um it's scary so you know farmers aren't going to just like burn their wheat field to start growing rhodiola um and and so there's a there's a real slow kind of uptick of it we're trying to help expedite that process because we think there's a real future and an importance in this being uh cultivated so that's yeah we're we're focused on that actually okay that's super interesting and are the other adaptogenic herbs also grown at high elevation or is it just across the board random stuff Across the board, random stuff. Yeah, it really, it really depends. Because I mean, the last time I checked, there's about 75 different adaptogenic herbs. I think is the the number that I last heard. So there's a wide variety, and and some of them grow all over. Um, but yeah, rhodiola is just the the like our our baby. I mean, that's that's really the heart and blood of Meta, and and um, so that's more what I'm focused on and what we're focused on. The other ones. Um, some of them do not have that shortage that I'm talking about, but some of them do it's, it's, it's these herbs themselves, just because they've, like I said, never been, um, grown in a way that can sustain, you know, millions and millions of people using them daily. So as this shift is coming from, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, which is like, you know, one or two people taking them once a month, a year to people starting to incorporate them into their daily routine. It's a similar kind of thing that would happen with coffee, you know, where now it's just like we need so much of it needs to be grown everywhere so that we're in that growing pains right now as adaptogens are kind of making it to the mainstream okay interesting and 
this may be insider knowledge, but has the has meta or have you guys ever thought of having like you've got the pre-workout meta versus like a go-to-bed adaptogenic herb <laughs> meta, you know, like different times of the day? Yeah, yeah, no, that I mean, I can't say anything, but that's definitely something we've thought about, and um, and it may be in the works. I can't, I can't say yes or no, but for sure, um, that is, yeah, like, and that's something that I think there's the with the sleepy time or recovery focus, um, there's a huge possibility there, and I think some people have done it more so. The 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 only reason that I, that we kind of went the version we did with meta and I still like that is that I think that that has a more mass appeal currently. Um, it's, it's anyone that you know is going to have drank an energy drink or encounter an energy drink. Not many people are into the sleep and recovery supplements yet. So those are more niche markets. Um, but I think they're equally as important. And I think, like I said, there's very likely something that you'll see in that realm. Um, but like right now it's just it's just the kind of the biggest lowest hanging fruit for us totally makes sense i just yeah. get excited about these types of things so <laughs> let's yeah, see. No, we do uh, too yeah nice. um what kind of research if any has there been done on this i mean they've been obviously around in different types of medicine for years and years but have people done any scientific research on that i know that i've read some articles on your site and they're very intense um need to read them a few times to understand them. Uh, but like, what do you, what do you have to say on the research side? Yeah. The, I mean the, so it kind of is split into two areas. One is the Eastern research, um, which is often poo pooed or, or kind of disregarded in, in the West and, you know, to some validity to it, they just, the studies weren't as controlled because they're a little bit older. They're a little bit more um, you know, they were like the Russian government was very involved in trying to use these as the next kind of performance enhancing supplement to help them win the Olympics back in the 80s. It was they were heavily invested in this um, and in the research. And so a lot of that research is discounted because it was not um, independent research. It was very, you know, they were just doing what they could to get things done. Um, and then also a lot of the Asian research, similar kind of issues that people. So if you there is. I, thousands of studies coming out of Russia and, and, and Asia. But if we just discount those because of whatever, and we just focus on what's been done in, in, in the West, there is still a, a fairly large volume of research on these. And the most of it has been done around um, uses into disease prevention, like I said. That's kind of where, and that's just the one of the biases of, of Western research is that we really only care about if something can cure cancer or, or, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's a lot less funding out there to figure out the, the benefits of this for, you know, athletic performance yeah. or for improved, um, reduced fatigue or any of the things that we use the products for. That being said, there is still research and, and fairly strong research research. And we, based all of our dosages off of research that have been clinically validated as an effective dosage. Um, and so we, <clears throat> we made sure that it wasn't just us saying, Oh, this seems like a good amount of rhodiola to take. Um, this is based off of, of, of both Western and Eastern practices of, of this is what works. And this has been shown to work. And we, and I try to be really upfront with all of that because I'm, very much a, a science guy. And I like to see, okay, let's see the research. Let's see what you're talking about. If you're telling me this is going to do something, 
show it to me. So we put all of it on our website and I'm always really encourage people to go look these up on your own, like Google them, look at some PubMed. If you can get access to the natural medicines research database, it's great because it has so many more studies that traditional kind of journals don't publish um, and, and really look at them on your own. But yeah, there is, there is a, an abundance of research and more coming out all the time, because like I said, they're, the popularity is increasing. So people are starting to kind of test these claims and, and there's a lot and you can decide on your own, but we think it's um, very, very strong and, and, and convincing for what we're using it for. Interesting. And as a company, are you able to do any kind of testing with the product as you're going along? Yeah, that's something we have slated to occur for sure. It's just expensive. It's one of those, this is a, the challenges of a startup is just uh, trying to tackle everything. It's like one of those many headed dragons and you kill one and then it's just two heads flop <laughs> out. So um, yeah. that's, that is something I've always wanted to do. And I'm, like I said, I'm, when we created Meta, I, one of my biggest pet peeves that currently exists in the market is when brands throw supplements on their label that actually don't, they're, they're not an effective dosage or they're using the wrong form or it's put used in the wrong way. And it really grinds my gears because we get a lot of these emails sometimes of people that say, Hey, like, look at this product. It has 25 supplements in it. You guys only have four active ingredients. How come? And, and I go, well, yeah. They have 25, but none of those 25 are in an effective dosage. So you'd have to drink 25 of those to be able to have any effect. And and I and I get where they come from is it looks great to list everything on your label. But then in reality, is that actually having any effect on people? Whereas it, and that was for us, we like we only use th- those four, but because anything over that, like if you use, if you're actually using effective dosages, it would become a very thick syrup very quickly. Of just you'd have to chew through these herbs. Um, so anyone that's you know, and and so so many of our competitors and just a lot of other products in the market, it's just all these dosages of things that are, are basically doing nothing for anyone. Um, so that's. It's a big pet peeve of mine. Yeah, the proprietary blend, the proprietary mm. or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, come on, really? Is this? I'm not going to run down the street and copy you. Yeah, you know, tell yeah. me what you have in there. So totally, you and I can make a, an actual good decision on whether or not we should put it in our body. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So uh, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but what's your vision for Meta in the next three to five years? Uh. So our vision for Meta, our, our mission statement at Meta is to help people live happier, healthier lives. And and when the product was created, we knew that it would come out as a niche product. Um, and the, our first adopters would be the CrossFitters of the world, the health nuts, the the people like me that are looking to kind of optimize mental and physical performance and are always looking for a, a better mousetrap. But where I really... I'm passionate about this product and and these herbs is, is the everyday Joe who right now, whose only option is to drink like four liters of monster and Red Bull and all these just, I, and I mean, it's, 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 we joke about it, but 70,000 people a year get hospitalized from energy drinks. Like it's, it's, it's real. It's having a serious effect. And I all the time get contacted by people that are like, my husband drinks, 
five of energy drinks a day and it's killing him. Like, will this help him? And I'm like, yeah, this is tr- <laughs> like tried to, ch- and, and so that's the goal for Meta is to make the adaptogens and, and kind of the power of adaptogens available to as many people as possible. And, and so we're just trying to, we really think that this is a, a product that is, can have a, a real impact on people's lives. Um, and, and that's not going to, it's not going to, it's not a panacea. It's not going to cure everything. It's not going to solve everything. But for those people out there that are working night shifts, you know, that are nurses or they're, or they're working, um, shift work and it's just, uh, you know, your police officer and you have to, you have to be in these situations where you need to be energetic at times that are not naturally energetic. And the only option they have right now, like I said before, is, is, caffeine stimulants there's no in between so and then they get just burned out i have have a good friend of mine is a police officer and and he talks about what the shift work does to him and it's it's crazy i mean it's if you ever read any of the research like shift work is considered a carcinogen on level with smoking and yeah we don't i it's there's a uh sean stevenson who um has a model health podcast if you ever heard of him he's a big proponent of sleep he wrote a book about sleep and and he takes a whole chapter in his book to talk about the negative effects of shift work and how much we should because it's the people that are most important to our society doctors nurses paramedics firemen police officers that we force into shift work which is like i said a carcinogen so it's for those people and the and the construction workers and all these people that are forced into it just to live their life that have no option that I want there to be an option. Not necessarily that they have to take that option, but if they're forced into these stimulants right now and they're looking for some other way to kind of solve that problem, but to be a little bit more health conscious and to, to help their long-term outcomes a little bit more, that's what I want Meta to be. And I want it to be available for people in those situations. So it's adaptogens and, and spreading adaptogens. That's our goal. Um, whether that ends up being meta or not, I think we're going to, like, we've already seen it. People are starting to come out with similar kind of things. And I love it, to be honest. It's, it's great. Is, is the more we move away from sugar and stimulants, happier I am, whether it's us leading the charge or someone else yeah. that that's the long-term goal for meta. Very cool. And I didn't ask you this before, but how many times can people take meta a day? <laughs> the beauty of adaptogens is, is in addition to that, that they've, they're very non-toxic. There's actually research with astragalus where they stuck an IV in people and pumped like kilograms of it in them <laughs> and it didn't kill them. So, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things that the, 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 like any, like the lethal dosage or any kind of those negative things that you're, used to from like caffeine or even lots of over-the-counter medicines don't really exist um in any of the ingredients in meta um the the worst thing out of it would probably be if you get over 10 cans a day then you're getting over your recommended dosages for like some of the vitamins that are in there um but uh, yeah i i would say like we recommend one to two cans a day that's kind of um the upper end of the effective dosage for the herbs, but there isn't a, like a, a lethal dosage top of it. I mean, we've had people drink 15 of these. I've drank probably 12 of these a day before. I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not saying that that's something you should be doing. You, you don't get better results from anything over two. Um, but yeah, there's, there isn't a top end. Okay. Interesting came up there. Interesting thing. So if somebody is in adrenal fatigue and they know that, would you recommend they have two cans a day to get to the optimum dosage? 
Yeah, I would. And that's, and that's, we dosed it so that like the range is usually depending on the herb, but you know, between like three to 600 milligrams or five to a thousand, that kind of, and so we built it. So the, we're at the bottom and takes it to the top. One can is the bottom two is the top. So one is like that sustained long-term use of just like, you know, one in the morning. If you're, if you're someone that's like coming out of like wicked adrenal fatigue and you're coming off of a ton of caffeine, definitely you can use two a day and it's um, going to give you better effects in that short term. Okay. Good to know. And if there is somebody watching this that is like, man, I own a, a grocery store or something like that. Could they contact you and actually carry the product? Is that something that you're going towards? Yeah, no, that's, that's, we, from February until about September at the CrossFit Games, that was kind of, um, we were just taking the product out and just testing it with people. We wanted to just get as much feedback, talk to as many people as we could and see how the product resonated. Um, and then after that, it was like, okay, people like this, it works, it's, it's got legs. Um, and now we are in the, like, try to get this out to people exactly what you're talking about, because right now it's i mean we're in 30 locations more but it's mostly pacific northwest but we're now it's like okay let's start to try to actually get this out and available to people so we're in in the big push right now for that and so yeah we're happy if people want to carry this um and we're working with people kind of all across the country to get it out um and made available in in local stores very cool very cool so if somebody's listening to this or watching this Definitely contact Meta if you want to carry them in your store. Um, what athletes can you name that are sponsored by or endorsing Meta right now? So our, our main guy and kind of our one of the earliest in on the brand was Pat Bellner. Um, it was it was funny because it was like a friend of a friend. He's actually from Alberta, where I'm from as well. Um, so our, he's from a small town in, in central Alberta. I'm from a small town in southern Alberta. And we're actually like rivals. We, we hate each other, our small town. <laughs> and, uh, but um, ironically, we got connected. And he's just like the perfect uh, poster boy for Meta because he is, you know, he's a studying chiropractor. He's, he's a very healthy guy. He's very smart. He's so in both how he treats his training and his recovery. He's just... He he's knows so much. And when he heard about the product and kind of heard about our team, he was loved it and we loved him. So it was kind of a match made in heaven. Um, and so he's been our star and we haven't even been really looking at anyone else. We're adding some more athletes now. Um, there'll be some announcements probably soon on our social media, some more athletes that we're going to be adding to the team. But for us, it was, we, we got approached by a lot of people that wanted to rep the brand and, got offers but for us it's really important that they're genuine about the product we don't i do not want to see this on people's instagram saying i love meta and then they're secretly drinking something else and they're spitting out the meta which i see all the time with other brands and and it's just a paycheck thing i'm very very particular that it's like this is we're, we're doing something here and you either believe in it or you don't that's fine if you don't but don't rep our product then don't don't put our label on, don't wear our shirt, because if you don't believe in the product and you don't believe in what we're doing, then don't be a part of it. So we've been uh, a lot pickier with this and, and it's something, but now that we had, to, we had to kind of get our word out there first and have people try the product, but now it's okay. Now we got a lot of people that are interested, like what we're doing, like what we're working with. And so we'll be adding more to that team for sure in the next, uh, next few months. 
Very cool. Well, it sounds like you guys are just, you have good hearts and you're trying to do the right <laughs> thing. So that's, Fine. that's cool because I mean, it's like, you know, I, I felt that when I first started talking with you guys and it's, it's like reconfirming it more and more, the more that we talk. So it's really cool and refreshing to hear because I don't feel like a lot of companies are trying to do that or if they are, it's not the whole company and it's, it's, you know, it's too bad. But. No, I, I, I mean, I come from the corporate world, so I think that's, a lot of us are, are corporate corporate escapees, and so we saw that world and saw kind of the, what it does to humans when they become numbers and when when your interactions become policy driven, and it's it's ugly. And and at the core of it, I mean, the name Meta means loving kindness, and and we want to keep that compassion in the company. And I always in myself and, and everyone we bring in, we always say like one of the most important things when you work with us in Meta is this culture that we've worked really hard to cultivate and we don't want to lose it. We do not want to become um, just another company. Yeah, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Are there any questions that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you about yourself <laughs> or Meta? I don't think so. I think I think we covered a lot. I mean, this is in, definitely more in depth into the adaptogen world than I usually go, which is nice though, because I think the education piece around this is is our biggest hurdle. Um, and because before people can really really enjoy Meta, I find oftentimes they need to understand it. Um, so I, I always encourage people: don't believe what I'm saying. Like you know, I get it. I'm biased. I'm I am. <laughs> I'm, I understand that. So go test this out. Go, go read your own things, look into your own information, um, and, and third party verify it. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that when you come back, um, you'll, you'll believe what I'm saying. Yep, absolutely. And I'm putting my stamp of approval on it too. So for those of you, you. um, you can, you can go and do your research, but know that I stand behind Meta as well. Um, how can people get their hands on it or connect with you or the brand? Uh, let's. Yeah. Our, so our tag is drink meta and that's basically across everything. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, drink meta. Our website is drinkmeta.com. Um, you can buy us through our website. We're also available on Amazon so you can get it prime delivered to your door. Um, people seem to love to do that. Uh, and, and we'll be actually, Amazon selected us as a launchpad program. So we're going to be one of their like star new brands because um, I, I think when people hear the story, they're, they're often drawn into it and they like the idea of the product and, and the niche we're filling. So um, yeah, definitely check us out on Amazon or our website and hit us up on Instagram. We love, we love social and we put a big emphasis on it. So we love to make sure we're always get a lot of comments, a lot of interaction um, and a lot of messages into the Instagram. So it's real people that work for us. I'm, I basically will see a lot of those messages. If you ever ask too complicated of a question of our social team, it comes to me. So, um, so yeah, please follow us, hit us up. Um, and yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, Thomas, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. So thank you again. And maybe we'll do it again sometime, but, uh, for sure. Appreciate your time. And I will talk to you again soon. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. Hey guys, that was my interview with Thomas Walker of Meta. I hope you enjoyed it and got all your questions answered. If you still have any questions, feel free to go over to allaroundjoe.com slash 165 where all the show notes are listed, including links, everything. And you can even ask questions down at the bottom. That is our preferred way of you asking questions so everybody can see them. So if you would like to try Meta yourself, 
go to drinkmeta.com and make sure and use the code allaroundjoe because you can get yourself 10% off of the product. I'm going to be taking it daily, like I mentioned to you before. I think it's really cool stuff. I think adaptogenic herbs are super interesting, especially for us who have high stress lifestyles, whether it be mental stress or physical stress or any of that stuff. So go to drinkmeta.com, use the code allaroundjoe. Let us know if you have any questions. Be happy to help you out if you do. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement joker. I will see you on the next podcast.